Good morning, audio adventurers, and welcome back to Talking to Myself. I'm your host, Michael Stevens. Last week, we followed along with Ari as he navigated the treacherous city and made his way to the Citadel with the help of his Fuka friend. Adventure with us on today's episode as we take a much darker turn in our tale. Chapter 10, Part 2 The stairs seemed to wind on forever. As we climbed higher and higher up the holding tower of the Citadel, it felt as if the winding stairway would never cease. It was then when we came to an abrupt stop. There was a large metal door separating the rest of the tower from where we stood. Reaching out quietly, trying to make as little sound as possible, I tried to push the latch down with my thumb and open the door. It wouldn't budge. The latch was stuck fast. It was locked. I don't suppose you have a key? I said, looking to my right shoulder at Buford, who seemed to be as pleased as Punch with the ride up. Why, no, my friend. Only the master of the house is the keeper of the key. Buford replied, shaking his head vigorously, causing his top hat to slide around on his head. He's not the only one. Step aside, lads. Have it open in a jiff. Titus announced as he pushed his way to the front. Lockwork key, open the door in front of me. Tis passage I seek. He whispered to his clockwork and kissed it for luck. It began to whir and sputter. The teeth began shifting and changing. It stopped with a click. He pushed it into the hole above the latch and gave it a turn. The door gave way as it creaked open and the noise grew louder. It revealed a nightmarish scene. Lining the twisting staircase were rows and rows of holding cells. Within each were creatures from every walk of life, from scarecrow-esque bluebacks to devilish wendigo. Sprites and elves, centaurs and chupacabras paced their small spaces, even creatures I'd never seen or heard of, and they were all screaming to be let out, to be free. Damn, go on, or catch up. I can't leave them here. Titus remarked. What are you talking about, Titus? We need you. You have the key. My heart pounded with a mix of fear and worry. Seems to me all rough and rugged has a heart. Grant him this, Ari. Finn smirked softly. Oh, I said. Tilly is the best lock picker I know. You're in good hands. Now go. He put an end to the conversation as he began opening the cells. He was right. With the door open, there was no doubt the whole city knew something was up. The cacophony of screams could wake the dead. We quickened our pace. Almost there! I yelled, trying to get my message over the ambiance. 
My steps slowed and came to a stop. I lost control of myself. My gaze cast to the cell on my left. I was being pulled in. A siren called to me from her gilded cage. She was floating in an abnormally sized fish tank at its center. Her voice echoed the halls, pulling Finn and Grip in, and we began to press our faces to a cell like zombies. We ain't got time for this. Back our fish lips. Hilda shouted, stampeding toward us. Just like that, she picked all three of us up and slung us over her shoulder, stomping up the stairs, glaring at Finn. When our hypnotic state died down, I caught a glimpse of the siren, who was now hissing at us, bearing rows of shark-like teeth. I shuddered. Hilda tossed us down onto the platform. We had reached the top. Scrambling to our feet, I looked around. There were only three cells on this platform. Quickly, I ran to the first one. It sat empty with only a pool of dry blood by its door. My heart raced. We can't be too late. We can't. I thought to myself. I rushed to the next cell. A disheveled man in a military uniform sat on the floor, holding his head. A collar on his neck like those we've seen before. I halted here baffled. He looked up at me with a crazed look in his eyes. A small square mustache sat on his lip. Adolf? I asked quizzically. The man's eyes glazed over and he began rocking back and forth, laughing maniacally. Confusion was cast over me. What is going on? I whispered. Ari? Ari, is that you? A familiar voice rang through the air. I ran to the last cell. It was Alwyn. She was alive. Tilly, I found her. Get her out of here. I yelled over my shoulder. Tilly ran over and began working away. Why are you guys here? You shouldn't have come. He will kill you. Just like he, he, he. She began to sob. Alwyn, what's going on? I asked, reaching through the cell, placing a hand on her shoulder. Slowly she raised her head. Just like he killed Thelgrim. She lost herself hysterically. Tilly fumbled with the lock. As we all bowed our heads, feeling her pain, we lost a friend. What was there to say? You know, my boy, you should listen to the stupid girl. A sinister chill ran through my blood. This new voice echoed in my head. It was cold and unpleasant. The kind of voice that belonged to someone twisted and deranged. Oh no! Alwyn shouted, scrambling to the farthest wall of a cell. She huddled down and buried her face into her knees. We turned around to find a face to match the unfamiliar voice. My downturned head caught a glimpse of a dwarven shadow on the floor. Almost with a life of its own, it waved at me like it knew me. I followed the shadow to its keeper and saw it wasn't a dwarf at all, but something much more terrifying. Alistair, I whispered, Clever boy. Now tell me, how does a delectable morsel like yourself know my name? 
The beast chortled with malice. His mouth foamed and dripped with slobber. I never felt fear so much that I actually tasted its shocking bitterness. Until his red crazed eyes met mine, the hairs on my body stood on end and felt like the pinpoints of acupuncture. This time my heart didn't race. It jumped from my chest, leaving me choking on the air around the room.